0: Welcome to Method in Madness. And today's guest is actually a living example of Method in Madness. His name is Thomas Bonique. He was a former colleague of mine at ABN AMRO and on his 30th birthday he decided to quit ABN AMRO and start his own venture called the Prittle. Now Prittle had an international team of 32 operating internationally and at his peak was the largest independent automated online wealth management manager of Europe. In April 2017, Thomas sold his company to the exchange-listed Dutch Bink Bank for a whopping $12.5 million. And now, as of June 2019, he and his wife Evelyns launched a new generation curated marketplace for design and art. This person, like I said, is a living example of method in madness and I'm so honored he's going to share some of his method, some of his madness with us. Please help me welcome Thomas. This is Method in Madness.
1: Welcome, Thomas, to Method in Madness. Thank you. I have been following your trajectory for a very, very long time. And I'm very happy, first of all, that you're now on LinkedIn, which is... Finally. (laughs) Finally. (laughs) And... uh, I'm very happy that you are here with us to share your story.
2: Thank you. Thank you very
1: much for coming. What I find very inspirational in your uh, career and trajectory that you have taken huge transition. Um, you were a colleague of mine at and Amro from there to here. Can you tell us how has been the journey? How have, has been the transitions in your life?
2: Yes, sure. Well, it's, it's definitely a big change from abstract and to, to tangible business to, to a large extent. But after 12 years in finance, I was really aspiring something new, not necessarily knowing exactly what it was going to be. But after working with ABN Member Bank for eight years, and then eventually having my own digital wealth management company for three years, selling it to a bank, and then working there again, I felt that I learned a lot about finance and a lot about wealth management. And I was traveling across Latin America for a couple of months, thinking about life, reflecting on what I was on the past, and obviously thinking about what was going to go ahead. And uh, I was very inspired by some uh, environmental changes that were taking place. and so I came back from my holiday and I spoke with my wife and we discussed what I was going to do and uh, there were there were three main subjects that really inspired me and one was circularity of product and circularity of uh, commodity effectively right. and that, Became a subject at the time that we were sitting around the kitchen table when we were actually making preparations for moving to a new house, Mm -hmm. and we were just surrounded by products that we wanted to sell, and we had the you know the need to purchase other things at that you know quality level, unique items in the design and and an art sphere, and we were just looking around, and we concluded that there was not really the, the perfect spot for us available yet. And so we started digging into marketplaces and the marketplace concept in itself. And it inspired me very much to actually move from well management, where you're sort of the owner of the asset, actually being a marketplace, where you're sort of the broker, you know, between supply and demand. And in itself, all the technological... Additions that you could um, you could you could bring to the table in building such a company, differentiating from competition. So we we really saw a gigantic opportunity from a technological and a marketing positioning point of view to make a difference and add something new, especially in the context of products that people are not yet used to trade online that much. Whereas if you look at the fashion industry, to a larger extent, that that's already embedded in in the way we think, the way we act. But first, as far as furniture is concerned, a lot of people are are still you know. Uh, they, they still need to go through that process for this for the first time. So there was there was a true opportunity. So we drafted it out, and uh, yeah, well, after meeting a lot of people and digging a lot of data up, uh, you know, we concluded that uh, that we wanted to do this.
1: Fantastic, and it's called uh, WOPA, right? Yes, WOPA. WOPA. Okay, <laughs> that's that's a good sound to it. <laughs> and, and in this journey from uh, banking to entrepreneurship yeah. and now to WOPA. What would be the main adversities, challenges that you faced?
2: Well, in the in the, in the transition in itself, of course, you think about whether you're going to leave behind something that you are very familiar with and in uh, and, and, and an industry where you have a network with people you trust and people that trust you and uh, you know your way around. You know what the changes were. You know what the obstacles are in the future. And so you leave that behind. And that that is, to an extent, scary, but that was also the opportunity for me to be able to learn. You know, I, I have an uh almost insatiable um desire for learning and 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 there were so many things that i that i could do at that time at a certain point you just need to make a decision but i knew for sure that you know to a large extent i was already sort of had my satisfaction for as far as finance or wealth management is concerned i needed that i was i was really craving for something something completely new yeah. so yeah that was a switch and then you you tap into the experience that you have on the basis of which you feel confident enough to actually start doing that And you gather people and of course a lot of people are uh, you know advising you uh helping you challenging your perspective in the beginning you 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 do realize that you know very little about it so you have to do a lot of market research and and that unfortunately is is still ongoing yeah
1: (laughs) and in in terms of uh your way of thinking or way of conducting what changes you bought in yourself from uh being in a corporate world to being an entrepreneur and now in an entrepreneur in a complete different uh, field. What changes did you bring in your own way of thinking and way of conducting? I think the most
2: important change is probably that you realize in reality how hard it's going to be and how much longer it's going to take and how much more capital you need in order for you to become really substantially successful, you could say. So that means that you are, and and that is that is true experience. I mean, when you work in a large organization, then you obviously have a a framework around you. There's a lot of stakeholders we can rely on, and you know sometimes they can form obstacles too. But (laughs) you know eventually you you, you can get the stuff done. There's there's a sort of unlimited amount of 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 brand presence and capital and all that and and capacity. But then when you build your own company, of course there there's nothing in the beginning, so you have to work it all up. When you, right. and then after selling my first company, I, I, of course, reflected and I, and I, and I thought, okay, why, you know, why, why did it turn out in the way it turned out? It was a, it was a, you know, it was a great success story or, or it wasn't, uh, as successful as I wanted it to be. It, it, it really depends on where you want to look yeah. at it, how the way you want to look at it, obviously. And so that's the way I, I started building another company, really thinking about, you know, what could I, what, what can I bring along from the first experience and do better? And then one, other, one, one very important things that just be, Be very methodical. Be very think think things through so that you really focus on where the opening in the market is, what the exact proposition means, what why, what what triggers you have in your proposition that make people use that now, not use that later, and use that twice, not use that once. You know all these. So that you become more performance oriented in the context of the 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 fact that you know how hard it is to actually scale. To get to scale, to get to product market fit and and get further ahead. So you become more ambitious as well, funny enough, but but at the same time, more realistic. So a lot of of that obviously goes hand in hand with the fact that you, you knew how hard it was. And so you become more realistic in terms of all the things that you're going to face. You've looked into the abyss several times, but you, 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 you can't, you came out of it. And so on the one hand, you become more fearful. Yeah. But on the other hand, you also realize. We've been we've bent past this point. Then we made these and those decisions, and and yeah. we've been able to maneuver ourselves out of there. And let's do it again.
1: Yeah. And uh, from a very successful venture that uh, you had, Brittle, um, what are the main decision making that helps you to say that you know what? Uh, now it's time for maybe a river to merge into the sea, or it's for time for me to do something new. I have reached my saturation point, or or I've reached my uh, self-actualization need, if I quote Maslow. What what uh, what triggered you?
2: Well, I mean, there, there are various perspectives that you need to take into account. It's it's sort of your your professional saturation. Do you know uh, so much about what you're doing that you feel like there's not so much more that that really. Uh, excites you, that makes you feel like you're, you're 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 transforming, or you're stepping into something new. That that's attractive, and that 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 is a very personal thing because not everybody is in need for that. And mm-hmm. um, you know, it could be very comfortable, comfortable to actually just be surrounded by the things that you know, and then there are certain sense of predictability. Um, but you know, it, it fitted me in my life at that time to just really uh, take on risk. Yeah, and then the the other the other things indeed just you know looking at the world from a different perspective there is so much going on with technology as you know the the, the world population continues to rise there is depletion of resources there are uh, more uh, people generating more data uh, day, day, day day by day um so that that requires a lot of information technology effectively so that, i mean from an educational point of view from an hr point of view from you know, and, and, and these, that what we are doing right now is only just, just an example of, you know, an opening in the market in the structure where there's, there are already behavioral patterns toward people using online platforms yeah. to buy and sell things. You know, there's a certain uh, foundation already for that, but there are a lot of, a lot of innovations that could actually go along with that. So the inspiration was another reason why we started yeah. doing that because if you look at what you can do with, uh, you know, image recognition, augmented reality, automated recommendations, really making it a personal experience, you know, beyond the the physical product that moves moves around on yeah. the actual platform, the the technological, and that, that brings me back to the first part of my career, effectively the abstract, non tangible, you know, uh, intellectual challenge of, of creation of something, you know, te- technology in itself, yeah. right. Is, is just something that you you can invent it, share it, and then you know enable a lot of people to actually do a lot more with it. So that's 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 the inspiration.
1: Uh, a lot of people I talk to, and uh, especially in my book writing process, I met. They said one of the struggles they have is I want to do something new, I want to do something different, but I don't know don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. They have a little bit of entrepreneurial uh, tendencies, uh, desires. But maybe a bit too scared to take that plunge. Right. Maybe uh, not sure if it's a right plunge. Um, they have responsibilities. They're not in their twenties that they can just, you know, go. Uh, what would be your advice to them? What would be the a logical self introspection they can do to check if they are cut out for this and they should take this risk?
2: Right. Well, that's a very good question. And I think I mean I, w- I would definitely advise go for success. So make sure that you prepare for you know whatever you you think for as far as you can define that is coming your way do market research mm-hmm. think about where you stand in your life think about the people that can help you that uh, utilize all the resources that you can imagine to you know to enrich your knowledge and and, and understand the market space where you're going to operate in um, you know eventually you never know how it's going to go it could go well it could it could fail mm-hmm. but in the end you just need to be aware that there's a lot of resistance that you need to push boost through yeah and that requires uh, you know quite quite some preparation in terms of the 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 self discipline that yeah. you're going to uh, uh to 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 develop within yourself in order for you to be able to overcome all those all those obstacles yeah. and that so you need to get to that point where you feel like now i can do this okay. right yeah and it doesn't mean that the that the market is already giving you confirmations that you're going to succeed yeah. but but you need to be 100% convinced you know and, and you can create that moment you don't have to wait for it there is that that's another advice <laughs> don't wait for it 10 or 20 years because then maybe to like create that moment Create that moment. you know read do sports eat well stay healthy absorb information talk to people you know and, and envision what you are going to become define the future for yourself and then you know there's a lot of things following
1: that's that's amazing of me that's amazing in your, uh, in your career, and this is my favorite question that ties to the theme of this podcast, was there ever a moment of madness? Something everybody said, don't do it, or it's a crazy idea, or, or it's, it's not a good idea what you're doing, but you had the conviction. It may, I mean, when you look back, you think, what was I thinking? But it paid off. It was successful. You're smiling. So I think you have an answer already in your head. Yeah. I mean, look, when,
2: when, you, when you work at a larger bank, then of course, you, you know what the meaning is of, of capital capacity, a brand name. So I took months and months and months before I resigned. Anyway, and it was only at, the, at uh, after six months working on my business case, getting my first partners involved and actually changing those partners again because they actually stopped <laughs> because they thought that it was never going to succeed because it is so difficult to actually make a difference in comparison to the financial sector. And I mean, well, how are you going to make, how do you, how do, how, and at that time, you know, Fintech was only just Which on the rise. Which year was this? 2013. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I was, then I was still working at the bank. 2014, I, 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 I left. Okay. So, you know, while I was working at a bank, I was defining where I was gonna go and then, you know, trying to convince myself and getting that substance in place in order for me to feel comfortable to actually go. Um and and at a certain point I was actually on a hop on a puff bus in New York, sitting next to a guy who actually asked me, What do you do in life? And I said, Well, you know, I work at a bank and uh and uh, but I but also have this idea about building this, this automated management platform for consumers to actually democratize the way that people can experience investment management and so forth. And so I said, what do you do? He's like, well, I'm an investor in financial startups. I'm like, okay, well, that is, this could be quite a, quite a conversation. So he's like, okay, tell me more. And uh, he invited me over to his place. The guy lived in New Zealand. And uh, we met two weeks
1: later at his house. So from New York, you went to New Zealand. I went, well,
2: yeah, well, first I went back home uh, stayed there. had a lot of call with him and a call with, with the guys that were involved. And yeah. I told him the story. And, and obviously at that time, everybody was like, okay, this is, this is going to happen. This has to happen. Right. So I flew there and I spent about 23 hours and 29 minutes actually in New Zealand only. And I, 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 I remember I arrived at the hotel and the meeting was 30 minutes later. So I, I was traveling for 24 hours. Wow. And I literally had like 30 minutes to just, you know, freshen up and, and get, in, get in the cab and go to the restaurant to meet him and his wife and his son. And then the morning after, actually, his business partner to discuss, you know, the the, the potential deal. And uh, I brought all my business canvases and papers and I put it on the table and I ran them through the entire vision. Um, and I flew back and at that time, of course, I realized, okay, you know, you can just meet someone who believes and someone who sees that and he's going to help you to make that happen. But I didn't uh, work with them eventually because they made us an offer, which we refused because it was not interesting enough for us from our equity uh, point of view. Uh, but at least that was, that was a, a defining moment. And then in spite of the fact that in the beginning, Everybody recommends you not to do it. And you know that it's going to be very tough. Yeah. And you don't have the substance on the base of which you can convince yourself that you should, you know, I, I, I felt that, uh, you know, somehow I was going to get there and I resigned and I knew it was going to go. It was, it was going to become difficult. I didn't know exactly how difficult it was. Um, uh, luckily, because probably I would have taken much more time when I, if I would have known, yeah. but in 2014, I resigned. And since then it was. Yeah, roller coaster.
1: <laughs> roller coaster yeah. and a bit of madness as well. Lots of
2: madness. No. Uh, you know, you just need to go through that process of leaving behind all the resistance and all those recommendations not to do it, overcoming your own, your own obstacles, which is most of the time is actually your own. Absolutely. Your own, your own, your own reservations. Uh, but then when, when I resigned, I, uh, I was in, out in the field and, uh, yeah, it took, took months and months before we actually raised more capital from others. But in the end, we, we 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 got there.
1: Wow! So for everybody who's listening and is doubting whether they should jump into the next venture, my advice: take a hop and hop off in New York. <laughs> you never know who you're gonna sit next to, and then uh, your life might change. So from uh, new York to New Zealand to new ideas. What next for you? Well, now we're working on this marketplace, yes. and I think that's going to
2: last for quite a while. I think one of the objectives that we have in mind here is to really just get the scale. Mm-hmm. Um, with my previous company, we've been able to get it to 32 people, rolling out in multiple countries, selling it to a listed bank, integrating that. It was a you know insightful experience. It yeah. was great, um, uh, and now I, I really hope that we will be able to get to scaling it truly. Mm-hmm. Substantial revenue, substantial team, substantial impact, becoming the, the actual market leader in that, uh, in that field. So that, that's the dream. And then eventually, you know, maybe being, being able to, to, to list it on a, on a stock exchange again. And, uh, you know, that, 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 that's a, that's a milestone, which is just one of those things that you, uh, you, uh, yeah, you, you, you can just go after, not for economical purposes, but really just for the hack of, building the winner
1: definitely and i'm sure that day will happen and i will be at your door with a bottle of champagne to celebrate (laughs) it with you uh hopefully
2: sooner than later godspeed
1: thank you so much for this candid chat and i loved your method and also your madness and i look forward to many more conversations with you thank you very much good luck
0: And that was yet another episode of Method in Madness. In two weeks, I will be back with yet another method, yet another madness and yet another guest. Till then, stay mad because that's the only way to go.